Hello everyone. I'm Mac. And I'm Liv. Welcome or welcome back to the Tale Duel podcast. The podcast where two friends swap stories each week. Some are dark, some are wild, but all are a lot of fun. We hope you get something out of each episode. <laughs> we know we do. Today we are going to talk about a laxative, more specifically one known as Miralax. Um, also, I guess like Mis- Restorlax, Multicol, or PEG 3350. Not really sure how that part's pronounced, but like in anything you read it, it's also considered bad, so I thought I'd throw that in there. But I want to preface why we're talking about this, because obviously it's like a really random topic. Well, it all started one day when I was scrolling on Twitter, and I followed this woman who is a mom to four. She has twin babies an eight-year-old, and a child who unfortunately passed away a few years back as a, as a baby. So one day I noticed her retweet someone talking about Miralax and how she is part of a Facebook group called Parents Against Miralax. Because when her eldest was on it, it really affected her negatively. Just to explain that a little bit better, her eldest is the eight-year-old, not the child that passed away. It has nothing to do with that. Just because I was like, oh, that's going to sound sketchy. Yeah. <laughs> so naturally after hearing this, I was like really intrigued and I wanted to research it more. So firstly, it's important to know that this is a commonly prescribed medication for constipation for children and even babies. Um, although I believe on the actual packaging, it says not to give to people under 17. And one scary side effect that I read when I saw her tweet was that personalities of kids taking the medication are being altered. Um, making them often angry and behave in ways that are very drastic to how they behaved prior to using the medication. So after hearing this, I was obviously very intrigued and I was like, this group sounds interesting. And any article I had read said that it had like 17,000 or 30,000 people. And obviously these articles are like old. So I was like, I'm going to track down this group myself. And I did. And I decided to, they have about 51,000 people on it right now. And to join the group, you have to apply. And I decided, you know what, I'm going to apply and I'm going to answer their questions and I'm going to answer them honestly. I'm going to say I'm on this podcast and I'm researching for the podcast and I really want to share stories. So that's what I did. So originally I, I was also like very like, upfront with the fact that it's like a very small podcast and it's like this isn't going to get you like the change that you're hoping to see unfortunately but it's you know it's more hopefully more people will know about it I kind of researched certain keywords that I found from symptoms and I'm not going to be sharing any like personal details names anything like that it's not appropriate it's not what it's about so let's start our first story last summer was the worst time in my son's life he was prescribed two capsules of Miralax a day, and that's when quote-unquote big poop was the least of our worries. Aside from the emotional, rage-filled behavior, he started having severe asthma attacks, face twitches that contorted his whole face, body tics, insomnia, nightmares when he could sleep. All of a sudden, after six years of no cavities, his teeth got real sensitive, and he got three cavities at once. Not only were his teeth sensitive, he also became sensitive to light and sound. He wanted to sit in the dark. He felt like his hands were sticky. He couldn't get them clean no matter how hard he scrubbed. He started pecking his head like a chicken. 
he had no control over it, any of it. He blinked his eyes funny and started yelling obscenities like he had threats. He broke out into horrific hives every BM on Miralax, leading to an anaphylactic reaction every time he pooped. Like, I'd tell the doctors, they said it was all behavioral. They said, keep giving him Miralax. It wasn't until he had a seizure with the anaphylactic reaction that I finally realized it was his medications and not behavioral. He'd been exposed to PEGs his whole life. It was in his allergy meds, in his vaccines, he was up to date on, even in foods. All these horrific side effects started the summer I started giving him two capsules of Miralax. I stopped giving Miralax and within a few months the Tourette's, tics, twitches, rage, and sensitivities went away. I reported to the FDA, the CDC, the EPA, and the doctors and none of them batted an eyelash. They told me to avoid PEG, yet continue to prescribe PEG-related medications for the respiratory damage caused by the Miralax. So that's one person's story. Wow. Like, that's the same. This is something that I, I like, didn't even know was a thing. Like, I I think I'd heard of the medication before just because it's, like, a really well-known, like, medication. But I had never, like, realized that there were so many side effects. And it seems these are only in kids, which is interesting. Which is especially interesting because it's not meant for anyone under the age of 17. But in almost every story I read, people are saying that their doctor specifically told them to give their children this medication so that's really weird yeah like if it's gonna cost stuff why would you like give it to your child it's really strange so here's another story this is the reason i asked for your support to share your concerns about miralax see our son was diagnosed with epilepsy in 2014 that year was followed may 2014 until may 2015 was an incredibly challenging time for our family I had no idea Miralax had demonized her son. The issues he was dealing with were horrific. Not just seizure diagnosis, but the neuropsychiatric side effects. All of a sudden, our eight-year-old was suicidal, hitting people that he loved, wouldn't respect teachers. It was horrible. We were on the brink of disaster. Thankfully, the article hit the New York Times in January 2015. I was so thankful to have found this group in February 2015. Blank and blank told me to go to a neuropath. We did, and our findings were astonishing. He had little, if any, good bacteria in his gut. We healed his gut, and that trans- transformation we witnessed that summer of 2015 was amazing. We were able to close his case at the school, and he is doing amazing. We still have work to do, but he has not had a seizure in 21 months, and he took his last dose of prescription medication a month ago. I really would like to change the way Miralax is used in the pediatric population. I'm asking for your support. This is not about me or you. It is about the families and the children of tomorrow. These people that will be faced with a diagnosis of constipation need to know the potential side effects of Miralax. That's one more story of basically really, really, really bad side effects. Because, like, suicidal thoughts and tendencies in an eight-year-old is insane. I don't know if I've ever heard of that before. That is insane. Like, I've heard it to be, like, a good thing for people that are constipated, but never, like, never see it as a, like, active thing. Like, no. Oh my goodness. So this is another story. I am new to this group and saddened at the amount of kids that have been messed up by this stuff. My son was on Miralax for two months and is having tics, tremors, anger issues, and he whines a lot about little things. He blinks so hard his face is scrunched up. He says it hurts his ears after doing it all day. His toes curl, his fists clench, his butt cheeks squeeze, he takes deep breaths, he grinds his teeth. All of these at the same time as he's making snorting noises in his throat. 
I cry alone after just watching it all day. My mind is consumed on how to fix it. He's been off Miralax for six days now, and it's not getting better. He was on Xyrotech at the same time, but it stopped them both. I'm considering putting him back on Xyrotech tomorrow because it won't be fighting the Miralax anymore. But it used to stop the ticks before I knew where they were coming from. I googled and found things that recognized antihistamines were helping ticks. Anyone else have the same result? No side effects like other crazy drugs. I'll let you guys know how it goes. I'm going to give it three days to get back into his system. The doc put him on it at first sight of blinking and throat noises, thinking it was from seasonal allergies that he's getting here and there. It stopped the ticks until they became more complex and started showing through the Zyrtec. All the while, he was taking Miralax. Another story? Just like y'all, we are so upset. It could not even be put into words. Our son suddenly was not able to poo at two weeks old. At the age of one, nothing was working and we were told by a doctor to give him Miralax. We were very hesitant, but he was always irritable and in pain. Almost, now almost at eight years old, he has SPD, severe anxiety, mood swings, very emotional, frightened of everything, suicidal thoughts, extremely sensitive. I could write a book of his symptoms. So extreme that he missed most of his kindergarten year and we had to go homeschool him. He is scared to go outside, doesn't like leaving home. When we go to the park, he wants to leave if other kids are near. He sees a bug, he freaks out. And if we are in the car and he sees one, he has a panic attack and screams with such terror that we have to pull over because he cannot breathe. Cannot be alone in a room, has to heal us when he's sleeping, only eats a handful of food, and only weighs 45 pounds. Our doctor says he has only seen one other patient with symptoms this severe. He even went to the school with us to our son's IEP meeting that lasted hours. He has only done this for one other child in his many years of being a doctor. Like I said, I could write a book. I came on here to ask about stuttering, a symptom my son suffers, that I was told happens to some kids when learning to talk and that it would pass. That was over five years ago, and it is worse than ever. I'm scared at my core at what has and continues to happen to my baby. We are scared for their future. One day, one hour, minute, even seconds at a time. Wow. This is, like, insane. Like, clearly, that's a lot. And, like, maybe the news leaves it out just because it is such a big thing. But if this is such a big issue, then why wouldn't they, like, recall it or be, like, advisory, no kids under, say, 12 can take this? Well, that's the thing that's so confusing because... When researching this, I learned that the medication does say that it's not meant for anyone under the age of 17, but the issue is that these children's doctors are the ones prescribing it, so obviously parents are going forward with what their doctor's describing. Exactly. Yeah, but there's, like, alternatives to, like, just get grape juice or something. That is another thing. The site, or sorry, that group is filled with different options and stuff for parents, so it's it's a really great site because yeah, there's the stories of what's happened, but there's also a lot of like advice and just like um, general like helping and support and stuff for all the parents, which is really yeah. good. I think I'm just like one of those like personal preference. I would rather like do the more like you know natural way instead of rushing to like prescription up front first to see if that works, and then using like the prescription medication as like the last alternative. That's just my personal preference. Yeah, I get that. It's good they have I think some of these parents, it started so young that, like, two months old, you can't start certain natural remedies like you can give them food and stuff, right? So, that's definitely... That's true. So, I have two more stories. 
And the last um, one, uh, fair warning, is very long, but it's also, it's like a lot. It comes with videos too. I didn't watch the full videos. I started to watch them just to kind of get an idea of what she was talking about. I didn't fully watch them for a few reasons. First of all, they were just like very sad to watch. And I also just, again, because I'm not in the group as like a parent who's concerned, I just felt weird watching That's a full true. video of someone else's kid in like distress. Yeah. So I was like, I'm I'm not here for, for that. That's very true. Alright. Okay. So another story. I'm taking my 11 year old son to his pediatrician today for post hospital follow from a neuropsych behavior where he became extremely aggressive, combative, violent behaviors, syncope episodes where he would come to disoriented. We had to call an ambulance twice. We stopped near last nine days ago while in the hospital after a friend brought the side effects to our attention. His last hospitalization, he got to the point he had to be intubated for his own safety and others. I have never seen so much rage, aggression, anger, combative. That was not my little boy when those episodes take place. He was extubated but had to remain restrained for two more days. They wanted to place him in a psychiatric hospital for inpatient therapy. I refused. I fought for alternative medication um, to help his moods and behaviors to be and to bring him home safely. We have taken every safety precaution we can think of at home. I'm going to ask his pediatrician about gut testing and see if they will do it. They ran every test possible, in their opinion, at the research hospital that he was at. They sent off cerebral spinal fluid for additional testing. We are home and he is doing better, but we are still having spells and passing out at night with him coming to disoriented and complaints of headaches every single time when he passes back out and wakes up as himself. I'm desperately looking for others' advice on ways to help him get back to a state of normal to where he can go back to school. We do not have a FD local. We have started him on therapy sessions as encouraged by the hospital psychiatrist. Even they said there wasn't enough public information to say Miralax was or wasn't related to his neuropsych behavior. He was prescribed seven doses in one and two doses daily for a week before passing out started. I will be asking about a probiotic for his gut health. Otherwise, I am not sure what else to talk about to the pediatrician about. The last two weeks have been a living nightmare. We believe with all our heart that Miralax was the cause of all of this. It's just insane because, like, again, it's an 11 year old kid who's basically his whole life, or her, I think it's her, yeah, his, his whole life has to stop because of this medication and the side effects. And it took, like, way too long for someone to clue in being like, oh, it might be this medication. Um, I, I know that's like a lot. So I have one last story, and although it's really long, I think it's a really important story, and it does relate to something that kind of might be another explanation for a lot going on, and this is something else I found in the group. Um, I don't know if I have additional research on it, other than just kind of like looking it up and seeing what it is, but I'm going to read this one. Last November, our three-year-old son was diagnosed with perennial strip. He was put on antibiotics and soon experienced his first round of constipation ever. He was in so much pain. After rushing to the doctor, I questioned the use of Miralax due to what I had heard through the new, through news outlets over the last few years. The doctor insisted it was safe. He used it on and off for a month. After a couple weeks, he noticed a stutter that soon became severe. Frustration was through the roof because he could no longer communicate as he had before. He stopped it immediately once he linked it to the Miralax use. 
We started prune juice and changed diets, no more dairy. We started seeing improvement with pooping and the stutter practically became non-existent within two to three weeks of stopping amino acids. Flash forward to late March slash early April when we experienced our second major round of constipation. We left for a three-day trip for a funeral and it all started again. The pain was just awful. He began to refuse prune juice and became extremely picky when it came to eating. After two urgent care visits and lactulose, our pediatrician wanted us to continue with Miralax even after we shared the video of him stuttering. Urgent care doctors and pediatricians claimed that the stutter was not related to the Miralax and that they had never heard of that before. We were even told the Miralax does not get absorbed into the body and that it was safe for children. They said if the stutter came back that it would be better than the pain that he was going through and only short term. I thought they were claiming there was not a link between the two and that the stutter was part of an aging and stages phase. Anyway, we were desperate and he needed relief, so we unfortunately started again. Mainly because of how stupid the medical field was making us feel, and we worried what would happen to our son if we didn't, and what if it continued to get worse. They practically guilted us into taking it again. We questioned what we had truly witnessed the first time around. We didn't want to go against doctor recommendations. She wanted us to do two caps a day for a whole month. We made it almost a week. We had improvement with the poop, but the stutter returned within a day, along with irrational fears of the ceiling fan, our dog barking, a dishwasher, a fly in the house. We stopped again and pledged to never fall victim again. We started him on some magnesium and attempted a probiotic, still hunting for one that he would be willing to take. Hoping to get better at this, but so far so good. Two weeks of our Miralax, poops have been good and he isn't in pain. Stutter is disappearing again and the fears are lessening. I'm not certain what long-term damage we have caused, but I do know the changes we have witnessed are scary enough. I post this not to receive response to how awful Miralax is. I am certain of this. I post this to share our story in hopes to help someone else. Trust your gut, no pun intended, and stand your ground. As parents, we know our kids best. Thank you all to those within this group who share their, their experiences and knowledge. We have a GI appointment tomorrow and an appointment with a functional doctor in early June. We are hesitant about the GI appointment because we understand that they often push Miralax too. We are not going to go blind though. We, we now know better. Our son did test positive for celiac on two blood tests, so we will continue to explore that route. Um, and then this is the person that then linked the videos. I watched one, no, two or three, kind of like the first few seconds of them. Um, I watched one where he was clearly stuttering. He's very young and I'm not around kids a lot. So I find most kids really hard to understand that is, I'm not going to lie. But he was um, a lot harder to understand and you could tell that he was like frustrated. And then I also watched the video of him and his very intense fear of the ceiling fan. And that was really sad because basically as like my ceiling fan is running, it was literally just spinning and he was like screaming, crying, terrified of it. And they turned it off and he was kind of like able to soothe himself a little bit with his like parents soothing him as well. Huh. But that was really sad to see. And then. Yeah. Like that's a else. lot. It's. It, yeah. It's. It's so. They're, the kids are so young too. Which is I think what makes it that much harder. Because they can't just say like oh this medication isn't making me feel great. It definitely is insane. Like, I think so frustrating too is it's the doctors that are prescribing this. Yeah, like, if they know it's not meant or, like, suitable or recommended for kids under a certain age, then why are they doing 
that. So they're, they're kind of the ones that are, could be potentially at fault if something were to happen, like, severe. Well, that's the other thing, too, is, like, in that case, the parent even said, like, we've tried it. We don't like the side effects. What else is there? And the, parent, the doctor basically said that's all. So they're like, well, I guess we'll try it again because we're desperate. At the end of the day, too, though, it depends on what the parent wants, right? Like, the parent has the ultimate say, like, yeah, the doctor can prescribe it. But I guess if you're at your wit's end, too, you're like, I'm just going to do it because I don't know what to do. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, that's what it sounded like in that case where they were like, my child is in so much pain. Nothing's working. We have to go back to this. And that's what the doctor's telling us to do also. So I get it. So the other thing that I found on here that was really interesting is someone saying that they would highly suggest people research PANDAS, which is um, like an acronym, seeing if your child has any symptoms that go along with it. Constipation, gut issues is one. Tics, anxiety, OCD, joint pain, sleep issues, dietary issues, nosebleeds, strep, etc. And when I did look into this, I basically found that PANDAS was like something... I'm going to, again, like, obviously, like, this, none of our content is ever, like, the end-all, be-all for research, all other than, like, our personal stories, but whenever we tell you something about researching, we really encourage you to, like, continue to look into it, and this is definitely yeah. the case with the pandas thing. It basically, my understanding of their website was that oftentimes or sometimes when a child gets a type of strep throat, the bacteria can cause basically a bigger thing in them, which is, like, the pandas whatever exactly it is, okay. and that can lead to a lot of these symptoms, one of which being the constipation issue, which then people use Miralax for. And I think this person is kind of potentially suggesting that maybe it isn't so much the Miralax causing all these issues, but it might be the fact that they have pandas. And okay. one of the yeah. reasons why I wanted to mention that right after that story I just read was because at the beginning, they did mention that their child did have... Um, a type of strep beforehand so i thought it was just like an interesting thing i don't know because so i'm gonna again so those are the stories um i have a little bit of extra research of just what the medication is and a little bit of background on that so when researching this medication i came across an interesting article about what experts are saying about children taking it because obviously like that's kind of the big debate with this medication they're not saying it's bad. They're not saying it doesn't work. They're saying it's bad for children. Right. And according to the label, this medication is not meant for anyone under the age of 17. But it seems that doctors are prescribing it to very young children. In some cases, as young as, like, what? That one story said two months old? Yeah, that's insane. Despite these claims of parents, the FDA says that there is not enough data to link Miralax with these neuropsychiatric problems. They have decided to look into this more and start a study as it is such a commonly prescribed medication. Experts think that this medication is safe, but say if there is a concern, there are other ways you can relieve constipation in your child. And again, that's that group is great for that. There's a lot of support with that. So if you do have a child and you are experiencing like constipation problems with them and your doctor is prescribing Miralax and you're not comfortable with your child taking that, um, try joining the group. They have a lot of like a lot of different suggestions of what you can try with your child. So yeah, that's really everything. Um, I did think that it was interesting just to bring the pandas thing yeah. into it, just because it kind of offers like a different look at what it is. I'm not saying that that means for sure that Miralax doesn't have these side effects. I honestly no. think that it probably more likely does 
because out of the like five or six stories I read, only one mentioned any sort of strep. And I feel like if it was more of a thing, I would think that more people would mention it. Another thing I did notice that was really interesting now, it could have just been the way I searched stories or what just happened to be coming to me because obviously the algorithm and Facebook and stuff is weird. But I did notice a lot of stories where people had some sort of like neurodivergence with their child. So they had like autism or some sort of difference with their child. So I do wonder if there's like, like a link between that or if it's just like a weird coincidence with the way I pulled stories. I don't know. I just thought it was interesting. Um, is the link like um, open to the public or is it private? Like, that's a request. I'm oh, sorry. So, yeah, you do have to request access, and okay. there are some questions that you have to fill out. Basically, like, why do you want to join this group? What was your child symptoms? Yeah. Stuff like that. So, yeah, I'll, I'll link the group um, just because it is where I got a lot of information. But again, it's not just a public group. You would have to no. apply to see everything. Yeah. But that's I will not be linking this or linking those stories or anything that I found. No. Yeah, that's that's all for me. Thanks for sharing that. That's a lot of like factual information that you like never really think about like No. It's not even something that I, I would have even considered. Like obviously not having kids, I was like, well that's all we have for you today. Thanks so much for listening everyone. Remember we post every Friday at twelve PM Eastern time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>